the spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Amen. Please be seated. Pentecost. Today we celebrate the gift of God's Spirit, the coming of the tongues of flame, what we used to talk about as the Holy Ghost. This day begs a series of questions. What do we mean as Christians when we talk about spirituality? What, or maybe more accurately, who is this Holy Spirit? Finally, why bother with Christian spirituality? What is at stake? I confess, I sympathize with the common sentiment expressed in this popular phrase, I am spiritual, but not religious. I understand why people want a distinction. Religion, in the eyes of the 21st century, can seem old-fashioned at best, and often religion can be downright, downright regressive. As I was on a panel for PFLAG this last week, uh, listening as painful stories of exclusion from the church from parents and friends of lesbians and gays were told as we walked through El Salvador and heard stories about how evangelical churches were acting, I was reminded how much in our world religion can seem regressive, how much of an island this particular community is. And so I can sympathize with the sentiment, I'm spiritual but not religious, but I can't identify with it. For me, the jig is up. If you can't tell by my outfit, I'm pretty pro-religion. Here's my caveat. I can understand why people use the label spiritual but not religious, but I can't really tell you what they mean. It seems to me that spirituality, as we think of it today, is something you might be able to buy at a specialty bookstore. You know, the kind that smell like patchouli and feature wind chimes. There, you could pick up your copy of the Zohar, along with some prayer beads, a locally made beeswax candle, and then you can go home, light incense, and chant Om to your heart's content. Is that what we mean by spirituality? And the, the confusion for me comes because to call all of this spirituality is to divorce the practices from their originating traditions. You can say holy words, you can sit in the lotus position, you can click beads through your fingers, but by doing so, I don't think you're getting less religious. If anything, you're piling the religion on thick. As I said, I think religion is a good thing. Go ahead. Any practice that helps you to slow down, hold silence, anything that helps you get to a contemplative space in our busy world, it's a good thing. For Christians, spirituality can involve chanting, prayer beads, silence, meditation, even prayerful postures. Spirituality can involve a rule of life, a simple set of practices, a rhythm that can give shape to your faith. Such a rule can be very simple. Pray daily, worship weekly, give generously, serve joyfully, learn constantly, make pilgrimage yearly. It's a simple rhythm to that way of living. A rule can also be as complex as the book handed down by St. Benedict to his followers. No matter how structured your spirituality 
a word of caution to the spiritual enthusiasts. These practices can take a lifetime to develop. There's an old Zen saying about a young convert who comes up to his master after experiencing what he believes is enlightenment. The old teacher listens patiently to his young student and then says, if you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. Like most Zen stories and like many of Jesus' parables, the tale is meant to trip up the hearers. Think about what the master says. Kill the Buddha. Any Buddha you meet on the road is not the fullness of the Buddha. Any supposed enlightenment you experience so quickly is not the fullness of enlightenment. Beware the early epiphanies. If you experience them, keep going. Don't get stuck. There's another deep truth in this Zen story. It is good to have friends and guides along the way. Spiritual directors are not just for clergy people. Gatherings in home to read the Bible and to pray make good groundwork for the journey. The journey of faith is long, and like any long journey, the walk is easier with companions. So we've talked a little bit about what spirituality can look like. But for Christians, spirituality isn't a nebulous concept. Spirituality is specific. It refers to a person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, God's Spirit living with us. That very wind that blew over the waters of creation. That wisdom brings depth to God's followers. That spirit of truth and justice that was upon Jesus as he proclaimed good news to the poor. Spirituality is specific. It's about God's spirit. Let's turn to this morning's scripture for a moment. In the gospel, Jesus speaks to his disciples at the Last Supper. Philip's anxiety is echoed around the table. The disciples are nervous about Jesus telling them he is leaving. So he promises them an advocate. God will send the Spirit. The Spirit abides with you. Jesus may have ascended to heaven, but God has not left us. God's Spirit dwells with us here, now. You know this Spirit, Jesus tells his followers. Christian spirituality, then, is about access. Through practicing our faith, we access God's Spirit, always present to us. Across the spectrum of Christianity, those practices may look very different. Holy rollers may find themselves on the floor. Catholics may sit in silence with rosary beads. Protestants might find inspiration in scripture. Here in the middle of Holy Communion, it may be a pastiche of all of the above. And we gather round this table week by week. All of these practices help us to become available to the Spirit which dwells with us, remains with us, abides with us always. So what's at stake? Why bother with all this spirituality mumbo-jumbo? Let me venture an answer to this question based on recent experience. A group of 13 of us returned Thursday night from a trip to El Salvador. And there's a story about El Salvador's martyred Archbishop Oscar Romero. I believe it gets at the stakes of spirituality. 
Romero was famed for his faithful practice. When you visit his little house, you can see the rosary beads that he wore out by praying them so often. There are little cavities in each bead where it passed through his fingers so many times that the bead gave out. It was rumored that the archbishop spent an hour in prayer each day. And so the story goes that someone asked Romero, with all that's going on, with the protests and the political organizing and all this preaching and your addresses on the radio, with all that busyness as a bishop, with the death threats, how do you find time to pray for an hour a day? Unblinking, Romero answered, on the busy days, on the anxious days, I need two hours. Two hours is a lot to aspire to. For Romero, though, the stakes were high. The story from Acts reminds us of the prophet Joel's words about God's spirit. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. The day of Pentecost is a day for celebration around here. Holy Communion set a series of goals for last year. We've met or exceeded all of our goals. We're learning to dream dreams. We're learning to make prophetic witness in our world. In Joel's eyes, spirituality, it's not a navel-gazing activity. Spirituality is prophetic. There's a reason that spirit is called the advocate by Jesus. When we practice our faith, we are sent out, out into the world with a vision for justice, with prophecy. Spirituality is about accessing God's spirit, God's vision, that another world is possible. The stakes are high. Too many in our world go hungry. Too many live in fear of gun violence. Too many in our world lack access to clean water, to clean air. Too many in our world lack access to basic human rights because of their gender, age, sexual orientation, race, religion, ability, or other status. We are too divided in humanity. On this day of Pentecost, we celebrate that God poured out the Spirit on every race and language and people and nation. All those people that Matt named so well when he read. We celebrate the indiscriminate love of God, the wide dreams of God, and the sweet Spirit in this particular place. We pray that we might listen to the Spirit still, guiding us today so that we might leave this world a little more welcoming, a little more open to diversity, that we might leave this world a more loving community. Happy Pentecost. May the Spirit of God who abides with you lead you to deeper faith and to prophetic work for justice. Amen.